Good morning, and welcome to another CSOC podcast. Yesterday, we started the book of Hebrews, and today we're in chapter 2. So you probably heard yesterday that Hebrews is a book of comparisons, showing us how Christ is superior to everything in Judaism and how the new covenant is superior to the old covenant. Now, in chapter 2, one verse that I really wanted to to touch upon is verse 3. This verse says, How shall we escape if we have neglected so great a salvation? And brothers and sisters, this phrase, so great a salvation, uh, is quite striking. And we just want to talk for a few minutes about how great this salvation is. What makes our salvation so great? Well, in the book of Hebrews, firstly, we see that, that our salvation is great in what Christ is. Of course, Christ is the Son of God. Even He is God Himself. And because of that, He is far superior to the angels. In verse uh, chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But as to the Son, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. This is what is spoken concerning the Son, the Son of God. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. He is God. Our salvation is great in what Christ is. And number one, He is God. He's the Son of God and He's God Himself. But also, He is a man. He's the Son of Man. He's a real man. The salvation that we have in Christ is not merely some matters such as forgiveness of sins, justification, reconciliation, redemption, regeneration, etc., but also a wonderful, unlimited person who is both God in eternity and man in time. Our salvation is such a marvelous person who makes his salvation so great. Another item of what Christ is, uh, he is the captain of salvation. This is based on chapter 2, verse 10, where it says, For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and through whom are all things, in leading many sons into glory. He is leading many sons into glory. So we can say he's the captain of our salvation. In order to be saved from hell, we do not need a captain. But if we are to enter into glory, we need a captain. We need the captain. God's salvation is not merely to rescue us from hell and to put us into heaven. His salvation is to save us from all negative things and to bring us into glory, into a glorious rest. This kind of salvation is not an overnight matter. It is a lifelong process. So we need to follow our captain throughout our entire life. Our captain Jesus. As the captain of salvation, he takes the lead uh, and fights. He fights on that we might follow him into glory. And while Christ is fighting as our captain, he is also ministering as our high priest. He ministers whatever you need. Therefore, there's no reason to lack anything.
Christ will minister it to you. This is wonderful. This is another factor that makes our salvation so great. Now, our salvation is not only great in what Christ is, but it's also great in what Christ has done, is doing, and will do. Uh, in chapter 1, verse 3, it's said that He has made purification of sins. Here in chapter 2, verse 9, it says, Christ has tasted death for us. And then in uh, verse 14 and 15, it says, Christ has destroyed Satan. Praise the Lord, the devil got destroyed when Christ was crucified. When he tasted death for us, he destroyed the devil, Satan, the one who has the might of death. Also, Christ is now sanctifying us. This is in verse 11, chapter 2, verse 11. He is the sanctifier, and we are the sanctified. Finally, in verse 18 of chapter 2, Christ is able to help us. He's our helper. And He's able to help us to the uttermost. Well, what Christ has done in the past, is doing in the present, and will do in the future are all included in the so great a salvation, and all are factors that make His salvation so great. Now, one other thing that makes this salvation so great is its extent. This so great a salvation is so great in its extent that it even makes us partners of God's appointed heir. We saw that in the last chapter, chapter 1, verses 2 and 9. Furthermore, this great salvation will bring us into glory. Chapter 2, verse 10. He's leading many sons into glory. This great salvation will make us to possess the coming inhabited earth with Christ. We can see that in verse 5. We do not need to run in an election to be a mayor, a senator, a governor, or president. We shall inherit the coming inhabited earth. Brothers and sisters, this is not a dream. The Bible tells us so. Finally, in this great salvation, we shall be saved to the uttermost. We'll see that later in chapter 7, verse 25. This salvation is unlimited, saving us completely, entirely, perfectly, for all time and to the end. This is the extent of our so great a salvation. So great a salvation is great in what Christ is, in what Christ does, and in its extent. So if we neglect it, which of course the author here is warning the Hebrew believers, do not neglect. Do not neglect so great a salvation. But if we neglect it, we will receive a just recompense regarding it. We will suffer a loss. This doesn't mean that, that we will be lost. No, but we will suffer a loss. And we don't want to suffer a loss. We want to enter into the rich enjoyment of so great a salvation. One last thing I might mention concerning chapter 2 is that um, in this chapter, we can see every step in the process that God took to dispense himself in the man. That, of course, is what we call God's economy. His plan or his arrangement to dispense himself into man, to produce a counterpart for himself, this is God's economy 
And every step is seen in chapter 2. You, ha- you can see incarnation, crucifixion, resurrection, glorification, and exaltation right here in chapter 2. So I'll just conclude here by challenging you to read chapter 2 of Hebrews and see if you can find all of these five steps for yourself in chapter 2. You, you can find God's process in Hebrews chapter 2. Marvelous. Have a great day.